How did Jamie Cohen get over a million LinkedIn views in less than 50 posts? She tells us next on Livestream Deals. Welcome to episode 24 of Livestream Deals. I'm Ross Brand. We're talking about how to grow your network and gain business and career opportunities on LinkedIn. Our guest is communication consultant Jamie Cohen of The Right Words. Jamie is one of the top 75 influential voices on LinkedIn and a popular video creator on the platform. And Livestream Deals is the show where we connect live streamers, podcasters, and content creators with the products, services, and events they need to succeed. You can find the show notes and links from this episode at LivestreamDeals.com slash EP24. That's LivestreamDeals.com slash EP24. Join me now as I sit down for a conversation about using the right words with Jamie Cohen. Joining me right now is Jamie Cohen. She is a communications consultant and the founder of The Right Words. She's also a speaker and a Renaissance woman, speaks <laughs> multiple languages, has done everything from salsa dancing to stand-up comedy, and uh, just is a super down-to-earth person, a tremendous speaker and presenter, and someone I'm, I'm really honored to have on the show. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Thank that's. I should take you everywhere with me. That was a wonderful introduction. <laughs> well, just send a check and we'll be fine. Okay. Um, so, so thanks so much for coming on. It was great meeting you at uh, Social Media Week Lima and uh, having a chance to get to know you a little bit. You're very genuine, down-to-earth uh, person. And you're also super knowledgeable on LinkedIn, which is exciting for me because we're going to LinkedIn Live today for the first time for this show uh how did you become so well known in the linkedin circles how did you build up your your following on linkedin well it was about two years ago um yeah about two years ago i was working as a marketing manager um and part of my job was posting on different social media sites and i saw that things were changing on linkedin so it used to just be a place where you would post links to articles that you thought were interesting or you'd send connection requests and it was basically an online cv um and suddenly i saw michaela alexis and she was posting her story about having lost her job and then and then getting another job because she had connected with this this um and I don't remember his name, but some some top business person who sent her a box of books and she read all those books and she read about writing and she started telling her story and then got a job and ended up becoming the president of the company um, all before 30. And I, I was really inspired by this because on other social platforms, I was building community and talking to people and it never was that way on LinkedIn. And then I saw um, Swish Goswami. He was joining in and talking about his life. And he's a very young um, business person and creator and talking about what that was like and, and raising money and building community and building a business. And I thought, well, this is, this is great. I love storytelling. I want to get in on this. And then the, the person who really got me involved and connected me to this amazing group of brilliant individuals from all over the world was um, Miko uh, I, and I always say his last name right wrong. Um, Alarasarella. 
I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, Miko. I always say your last name wrong, but he's incredible. He, he is a brilliant um, software engineer. He was part of the team that created Tamagotchi. And um, he also is very well known and well-versed in cryptocurrency. So I got involved with this group and started connecting with all these amazing individuals and started telling my story. And at, at first, you know, I told, I got, I got a little bit of engagement here and there. And then suddenly I was getting 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 views on everything I was posting, but the, the views weren't what was surprising me. It was the messages I was getting. It was all these people were connecting with me and saying, you know, thank you so much for sharing what you shared. I really needed to hear that today. That changed my perspective on all these different things. And that's, that's sort of how it began. And at the time I was at a job where I was miserable and I just kept trying to think like, what do I do next? Is this as good as it gets? I have this great community, but I'm still stuck in this place that makes me unhappy. And um, then through LinkedIn and through this amazing community I built, I was able to take my business full time. So the right words has gone through many iterations over the years. It's been it's been um, Jamie Cohen Content Services, um, Jane Belaya, and then now the right words. But um, in March last year, I was able to to start working on the business as a full time endeavor, and then July first, it went full time, which was incredible. So I got to choose the people that I worked with. I got to be the person that made the decisions, and it was great to have control over my own life, but also be able to help the people that I wanted to help and, and to build something that I was really proud of. And it was all because of the community on LinkedIn that this was possible. I met all of these people who introduced me to other people. And then through creating videos and telling my story and talking about communication, um, people started reaching out to me. And all of a sudden, what was really strange is I was always used to, if you were going to get clients, you had to go pounding the pavement and knocking on doors and cold calling and all these different things. And I wasn't doing anything except for engaging with my community and putting out content. And I saw this happening. This isn't just this isn't just unique to, to me. This was happening to a bunch of other people. And so it kept developing. There were about 50 of us that were posting pretty regularly in the beginning, and then 100, and then 200. And now I think there's about 1,000 people that are posting regularly. But when you think about that, even though that sounds like a big number, there are 650 million people on LinkedIn. So right. that's less than 1% of the people being active. Yeah. And it worked for you really well because you had over a million views on your content in, in under 50 posts, I believe. Is that, is that correct? Yes. Yes. So there were, I was, I was testing out a few things and there were, there were a lot of people that were posting every day and I wanted to see, well, are we, are we looking at quality? Are we looking at quantity? And there were a lot of people who were posting every single day who had great content, but with what I was doing and um, all the endeavors that I had, that, that was what was working for me. And so I wanted to see, okay, well, how, how, far of a reach am I getting? How many people am I connecting with? How many people am I helping by just putting out these posts every few days rather than every day? Um, but I, I mean, you have to think about it. There's a viral post doesn't guarantee, right? Doesn't, it doesn't guarantee money. So a lot of people get down because they see people with, you know, 50, 60,000 followers or, you know, all these views and they think, well, I'll never get there. But 
my best posts and, and the, and the content that's gotten me the most business has not been the content that went viral. And if I had been posting every single day, I probably would have gotten about 8 million views in the first year. But what was, what, what value would that have brought to me except for being able to say that number? The real value was that I met all these incredible people and I spent time connecting with each and every one of them and built friendships and relationships that were able to take my business to the next level. And for me to help others do the same. Yeah, I'm noticing that from going live uh, twice uh, before and just doing those lives exclusively on on LinkedIn, I'm noticing the change in my DMs from people continuing the conversation or asking questions on what I'm talking about, which is obviously related to what I do in my business, which is live streaming and broadcasting versus um, unsolicited, you know, <laughs> un- unasked for sales pitches for, you know, SaaS products that I don't need to manage a one person shop. Right. <laughs> those are, are, there are too many of those. So uh, when you, um, started your business now full time, um, what kind of clients do you work with? Um, so that's, what's really wonderful. I get to work with all different types of people. So I work with, um, Fortune 250 companies. I work with individuals. So I'm not only just doing consulting, I'm also doing coaching. Um, so I worked with people who are applying for jobs, helping them negotiate their salaries and interview more effectively, or helping them move up in the business that they're in by telling better stories and learning how to be empowered by the words that come out of their mouth and building community. So the whole idea behind what I do is to help people tell better stories, build stronger communities and, um, you know, build stronger relationships. And all of those things allow you to build a business, whether you are a huge organization or whether you're a solopreneur. Um, So really it's just individuals who could be, I worked with C-suite executives, um, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, um, people who just want to spread their, you know, I guess spreading value is something that you hear a lot, but people who want to tell their story and to teach others about what they're doing and give advice and just be a a fountain of knowledge and a resource for their community and whatever their expertise is. Storytelling has kind of become a buzzword over the last several years. What Mm -hmm. exactly do you, you identify as storytelling and, specifically when it comes to channels like storytelling on LinkedIn for people who are uh, building their brand for business? there There are so many buzzwords right now, but for storytelling, if you just break it down to sort of like a psychological standpoint, when, if you remember being in school, it was so much easier to remember a story that you heard than it was to remember a chapter of a textbook that you read. And creating content in the form of a story allows people to go on the journey with you. So remember all the information um, by by remembering what happened when. We're, we love stories. That's why every, you know, all these shows on Netflix and Hulu and Prime and all these things, there are all these stories that take us through the hero's journey and their trials and tribulations and how they almost didn't make it. And then they thought they made it, but then they didn't really. And it's just this up and down because we can relate with that because all of our lives are part of our own story. And so the whole idea of storytelling is taking what you do and what you know and making it into an adventure. 
that people can follow along with, but in using a language that resonates with the people you're speaking to. And when you're doing storytelling um, on platforms like LinkedIn, what are the things, What are there certain sort of archetypes of stories that you find just they're going to resonate no matter what your profession is and you can kind of fit those to any any situation or is it becoming uh maybe more creative with things that people haven't thought about or heard about before um i think you can be really creative if you see if if you see what's going on on linkedin and look at what's been going on all these other platforms for years it's sort of it's not like something new is going on on LinkedIn. This stuff has happened on other platforms, the way that people have created videos, the creativity, the way that they're telling stories, the way that they're sharing information. But what's different is LinkedIn is a much more supportive community because there is that, that confine of business. So you can still talk about personal things and you can still tell your personal story, but having that structure allows, I think allows for a more supportive and, um, a more polite community. Right, right. What can people do um, as you look at creators on social media, wherever they are, and you see what they do well, maybe what they struggle with? How, how are, what are a few tips that people could implement right away to upgrade the quality of their communication and how they're coming across to their audience? Well, there's two things that I see people do. One, they either don't give enough information or they give too much information. And this is something having ADD that I worked with with a coach years ago that every detail is not important to your audience, even though those details are crucial to you. And they, without them, the story doesn't seem like it flows. Your audience doesn't need to know what you were wearing and what the weather was like and what you ate for breakfast and all these other things. That doesn't add to, to their their journey, the journey that they're taking with you, but being able to, the more concise you can be and using an economy of words, those are the things that will help you tell a great story. And also it's, it's not just the words that you use because, you know, even though my company is called the right words, but it's not about using the perfect words. It's about using words that are, that sound most natural coming out of your mouth, but it's also the way in which you tell the story. So I always give the example, just I'll say this sentence in two different ways and you'll see how it's the same exact sentence, but it sounds different. So I went to the park and I saw a dog. I love dogs and I pet a dog that I really like. That's fine. Not nothing special, but then if you say it like this, I went to the park and saw this incredible dog. I love dogs and I got to pet this particular dog that I am really fond of. So even though I switched up the words a tiny bit, but just essentially it's the same story, but modulating your voice and using facial expressions and showing interest, people are going to mirror that and they're going to like that experience. That's why we love like seeing live theater is so much fun or seeing a comedian, a great comedian. It's not someone who's just like standing there and like looking around, you know, they're, they, they're sometimes laughing at their own jokes and they're smiling or they're like doing impressions and making different facial expressions and moving around. And that's exciting. And that's fun because it's, it's live storytelling. Right. Right. Well, these are skills also, I mean, that coaches like yourself help people develop. And they're also skills that people develop uh, through their life experiences. So what are some of the life experiences or things that you did along the way? I mentioned, uh, I believe you, you, you've done stand-up comedy. Talk about some of the different things you learned uh, or practiced or did along the way that 
developed you into the the communicator that you are today? Well, I one of the one of the things that I attribute some of my communication to is that my my dad, my parents were a lot older than I am. My dad is 40 years older than I am. And um, so I spent most of my childhood around adults. And this was actually a detriment to me because it was always hard for me to relate to my peers because even though I was a kid, the way that I was communicating was at the level of physicians and lawyers and um, you know artists and people who were well on into their career and you know at, at the very least 40 years older than I was. Right. And so I learned to to speak more concisely and tell stories in a particular way to drive interest because I found a lot and something that really bothered me because my our, my parents never spoke to me like a kid. They always spoke to me like I was an adult. So when I would meet these other adults and they would be like, oh, how are you? And I'd be like, I'm five. Why are you speaking to me like that? <laughs> I have something very important to share with you. Right, right. And they're like, okay, that's nice. So it's always been important to me to learn how to articulate myself, but in a way that's going to resonate with the person I'm speaking with. Because when we think of really strong communicators, we think of people who are extremely articulate, but you can be the best storyteller in the world. You can have the biggest vocabulary and your audience might not understand anything you're saying. It's sort of like if you're speaking to an audience and you're speaking to them in Portuguese, they speak Mandarin. They're not stupid. They just don't understand Portuguese and they can't, that's not going to resonate with them no matter how interesting you are. And so those, those were some of the experiences, but then I was, you know, I was in musical theater and um, I was on the speech team and then I was a Spanish interpreter. And then um, when I moved to Chicago, I was a bartender so, and I was bartending on these boats called the Wendella boats. They go up and down the Chicago river. And so that was a huge tourist attraction. So there were people coming in from all around the world with different cultures, different communication types, different ages and communicating with all of them was, was part of my practice too. So speaking in Spanish to some people, speaking in Portuguese, whatever language that I knew at the time, and also just understanding the cultural differences. And then I was in comedy. So I was doing sketch comedy and improv and stand up and learning how to tell a story, story to an audience that resonates with them because the things that make an audience laugh the most are things that they can relate with. And often, and something that has really stuck with me is I've always loved telling stories. I've always loved doing impressions. And when I would tell stories to people, there were parts where I was like, haha, this is the funny part and no one laughed. And then I would tell this other part was like, this is the boring part. And people would just die. They'd be like cracking up and I, would, I wouldn't understand. And so then I really started thinking about like dissecting all of that. Why is this the part that makes people laugh? Oh, this is the part that people can relate to. They can imagine that happening in their minds. They can, they've seen that happen before something of that sort. Um, but then I was a competitive salsa dancer. And part of the way that you are judged is your technical footwork, but then also your chemistry with your partner, your relationship and chemistry with the audience and your ability to use all of that to tell a story without saying anything. Wow. And all of these things together and just, and then also I was a, a business development director and marketing director and I used to go out and I was a proxy for um, my bosses going to all these networking events. And so I just sort of threw myself into the fire. I didn't know how you were supposed to go out doing things. So I just tried a lot of different right. things. And the things that stuck, I continued with. The things that didn't, I just let go. But 
So I've had a really, I've had a really diverse career. Um, I think I've had more careers <laughs> than more, some people have in their lives, but, and also, also I was going to go to medical school, which is, you know, another thing to just put on top. <laughs> so It was just all these different things, but I have always felt that if I want something, I'm going to try as hard as I can to get it or as hard as I can to go through all of the motions so that I know that I did, I tried everything and I won't have any regrets. And being in all these different sorts of communities and having interacted with so many different types of people, I'm able to help a lot of different types of individuals. And a lot of people will say with business, you know, you really need to niche down. The riches are in the niches. But I think the beautiful thing about LinkedIn and the thing about communication is that it's something that everyone does. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you still need to learn how to be empathetic and compassionate and to tell great stories and, you know, to, to be memorable. And these are things that everyone can absolutely learn. But if you're struggling with it, I recommend reaching out to someone like me because that I love helping people get to the next level in their careers, in their communication and just in their lives. Well, it's fantastic talking to you. You have such a wonderful background that we could do we could do four hours on <laughs> all the different things that you've done and how can people how would you like people to reach out to you if they go to livestreamdeals.com they can click on uh the right words it'll it'll take them to your uh linkedin profile how else can they uh get a hold of you or is that the best way for them to to reach out to you LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to me you can also reach out um, via my website at use the right words.com um, and also on, on any social media, it's just at Jane Belaya. So on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, J A I M B A. Oh, and there it is. <laughs> well, thanks again, Jamie. It's so great talking Thank to you. you. And uh, follow Jamie. She is uh, a master of LinkedIn and communication, and it's it's wonderful to have you on. Thanks again, Jamie. Thank you, Ross. Take care. Don't forget to check out the show notes and links at LivestreamDeals.com slash EP24. LivestreamDeals.com slash EP24. Thanks again to our guest, Jamie Cohen of The Right Words. You can find all the products and services featured on our podcasts and live shows at LivestreamDeals.com. LivestreamDeals.com. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ross Brand. Talk to you again next time on another episode of Livestream Deals. Take care, everyone. 